Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. By the way, Alice, is that your uh, HPACA here? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. That is I'm trying positive. to be as far away from it as possible. That is loud. Wow. So anyway, even, I'm trying. So um, goodies have arrived, and um, look at this baby. This thing is actually awesome. Is this the mixer that caused us to be 20 minutes late to start the show? Uh, it caused us to be uh, 14 minutes late. Somebody else uh, caused us to be a few minutes late. I believe I started this stream at like 7:02. This is going to be fantastic once it's up and running, Alice. Oh, good! I'm really excited. And yes, it's oh, it's it's fantastic. It's so cool. I'm already excited about it. And then, most of all, Alice, what do we have here? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! This baby mm. here. Who is that for? This baby. Wow, you're gonna dress up in that? Wow, it comes with some kind of accessories. This is. <laughs> this is. Wow, Tom, that's going to look great on you. I got to say, this is all I ever really wanted. <laughs> and what is this that comes with it here? Is this a, a thong or something? It's, it doesn't matter. because it's not, wow. I don't know if that'll fit you, Tom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's the objectification portion of our marriage. Um, so I am thrilled. We'll see what happens. You better be nice to me. Of course, as usual, I'm going to be nice. You're coming in a little bit uh, hard. Um, Would uh, you like me to tie myself down a bit? A tiny, how's that? How's that? How's perfect, that? How's that? Perfect. Check just one, be, two. Just be gentle. Okay, I'll be gentle. Because you're, yeah. You're a little, let me see. So, um, yeah, I look forward to that. That's going to be fun. Are you looking forward to it? <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. You're still very loud, but you know what? Fuck it. Everybody here has been waiting way too long, so okay. I can hear myself down a bit, and, and I can. Okay. 
How's that? How's that? How's that? That's check good. One, that's two, good. That's one, perfect. Two. Oh, okay. That's perfect. All right. So what's going on in this world? What's this thing you sent? Is this um, is this uh, EEI today? Christian's last day. Uh it's um, Lou Merloni's last day. Oh, Lou's right. last day. That's right. Christian stays there. All right. Uh, I didn't listen to it though, so I don't know. But I just saw that it was posted. I sent it to you in case you are interested. Let me so. see. I am interested. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, it t- took so long, everybody. All right, here we go. This is Lou and Christian it's- in Mega Waffles. Hold on, it's thinking now. It's loading. This is a dial-up modem here. MFM or whatever the show's called, right? So this is interesting. This is not firing out of the right place. This is coming out of somewhere else now. All right. Okay, everybody. Everybody, do what you're told. <laughs> here we go. Now I've changed that. Here we go. Did things the right way, our way, mm-hmm. which I think was uh, that I think the listeners appreciate. He's honest to God. That that producer who cried last week is actually playing my way. Did we ever play that kid? We did, right? Um, I don't know. The producer know. from last week who was like, anyway, it's been a long journey and I just don't know. Oh, he quit. Remember the kid quit? Mm, I don't know if we played that on our show. I don't remember it. Oh, my God. okay. So, I just don't so we're going to play. Here's, here, let's go back to this. But the fact okay. that any of the producers are playing my way, mm-hmm. that's the thing with producers. It's like they, they're so eager to go to the first thing that comes into their mind. It's like have a little, have a little bit of nuance and just assume that everybody else has done that. Everybody else has done that. I used to have this producer who was, uh, when I was a producer, used to call me up all the time and run upstairs when I was at 96.9 saying, oh, hit the Oprah Barack Obama cut right here. Hit that drop right here. Hit this drop right here. I was like, Jesus, dude, F off. I'm not hitting the thing that everybody else hits all the time, you know? Hit the fart noise right here. It's like, yeah, no. Thank you very much. (laughs) Please. God, it's like this, it's this, um, this trek to make sure, to see who can be the most mediocre in, like, average. Okay, back to Lou and Christian and Mega Waffles. Appreciate it. Like, honest to God, I feel like they appreciated yeah. it. And that's not by accident. You know, it's not by accident. So, um, I don't know, Mega, how do we end it? I feel like we're like one of those uh, cult movies or TV shows. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, damn. Cult? Didn't get the recognition it should have at the moment. Or like, it got cut too soon. They only had yeah. one season. Oh, cult. That's- cult. Yeah. 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 cult. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, agreed. I like that. I like that. Cause yeah. A critical I darling. I like that. That's I like what that. we are. Like We're that. a critical like darling. Yeah. It's, yeah, the world's going to look back and miss them yeah. one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that So woman. you have the floor, Lou. No, yeah. listen, you no, have I, the floor. I, uh, I'll be listening to both of you guys. Um, I've appreciated it so much. 15 years, all the fans, the listeners, you know, sticking with us. Um, I've appreciated being in your, in your car while you're driving around. I know a lot of people, it, it's great hearing the stories of people calling in and saying, you know, listening with their kids or... I started listening with you guys um, back in the day, the Mutt Merloni. I wish Mutt all the best. I know he's going to be standing in whatever he does. There's so, just there's so many people, you know, like I, I'd like to thank in the business. Obviously, Ordway giving my first shot and Jason Wolf kind of hiring me as well. Producers like Joe Zarro, who is our mm-hmm. boss. He's fantastic. Um, still Joe good Zarbano friends with him. See, I don't work is. with him See? anymore. So we're still good friends for hey, you. But hold on, Mayor, just for the record. So we Joe Zarbano, to- who was when I was there at RKO, was just the intern. And uh, and then he got a gig with Mike Adams um, as the intern, and Mike called him Joey the Fish back then. He was just a, a young raw kid, and uh, it was interesting. Mike liked him. I remember hearing Mike go into. I might have even been sitting sitting in the office with Jason Wolf, 
when Mike Adams went in and trashed his current producer and said, give me Joey the Fish. Just give me Joey the Fish. So there you go, Alice. Just some inside baseball. Nice. Get, we all tried to go out to dinner, like the old show, the beginning, the, oh. the, 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 uh, the seeds, right? Guess who didn't show up? I had a lot going on. Mr. Big Time. Mr. I had Big a lot time. going on, but I'll make time yeah. for you. Um, <laughs> and all you guys here. Obviously, Tyler Devitt, too, who was with yeah. us for a while. Paul Chartier. I mean, yeah. Paul's fantastic. Tyler, I wish him all the best in, in whatever he does in the future. Ryan, you are outstanding. I'll continue to listen to you guys. Uh, Fourier, Mego. Uh, I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, obviously, Mego, your talent. I'm looking forward to what you'll be able to accomplish. Fourier, I already told you. I'm not going to tell you how I feel about you because I'm not going to end the show that way. But you know how I feel about you. <laughs> yeah, same. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next adventure for me. Doing Red Sox radio uh, and other things um, that I'm really, really excited about that you guys probably hear about hopefully here in a few weeks. I want to thank you all. That's going to do it for us today. Um, well, I guess I'll see you on the other side in the radio booth. You hear me talking Red Sox next. Love you guys. Oh, God. I'm not saying, oh, God, because I think that was a nice speech by Lou. I have no problem with how they're acting in the in studio. But like the, to end it on Sinatra doing my way, that I, I would hate to be a, a host with a producer who's undermining you with his idiocy. But it happens all the time. I understand. Believe me, you know, and I've, I've done it myself a couple of times. Never really on purpose. But oh man, just don't play my way. Just oh, this is the thing that adults play when they've done it their way, my way. I'm sorry. I don't like cliche stuff. I don't. I don't like it. I never liked doing it. I, never... I know, but I mean, like, also, is it even true? What were they like forging some original path? No, she was and doing it, in... it their way. <laughs> no, they're just not building enough, and they're not. And they're the the ratings are just down across the station. I mean, it's not the place to be anymore. The the other stations just just giving them a dropping. There's no spectacle happening on EEI anymore. Uh, well, and radio is not the place to be either, necessarily. Well, sure, but I no mean, offense. But there's are people who listen to sports radio, and it skews younger than talk radio, and they go somewhere still, and that's the other right. station. But there's no spectacle happening. There's no obviously there's no Minahan raising hell, but there's no Jerry raising hell or Jerry and John Dennis raising hell. There's not even the 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 you know electricity of the big show where with the with the sharp um, humor and bits of Pete Gustin and. You know, customize uh, intros every day, and and the you know the wine line and all that stuff. It, like it, it's it it has become someplace that is you, you're not missing out. There was a time when you had to be kind of listening, and also mm-hmm. the, all the Boston teams were great too. That helped, but um, but uh, you know I don't know I don't I don't know those guys. I hope they do they do uh, well. I mean I think that it would probably be smart. I don't think. I don't know for everybody wants, but I don't. I doubt Mago, who used to be Megan. Um, I think probably she's being very vanilla, and that if she's very vanilla and Fourier is very vanilla, then they'll probably get very vanilla ratings. That said, I never got any ratings in anything when I was on radio, so so maybe vanilla works. I mean, we got ratings one time in, with Michael Graham. Um, then they went to the people meter, and then that was it. <laughs> that was those curtains for us. But um, but um. Yeah, no, I think it's it's. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm. I have nothing. You know, if I don't have something, I have nothing to say. I have no problem. I hope all those people do very well. Um, let's get to this uh, teachers union thing because you know we talked about it on uh, Connecticut today. We talked about uh, it's happening everywhere. It's also happening, I think, in Indianapolis, where the school committee and the superintendents 
um, aren't talking about all the trans stuff they're treating, uh, they're, they're teaching. We talked to Steve um, Robinson up in Maine. He's dealing with this huge story up there with these people who gave the kid the um, the, the girl, 13-year-old, a chest binder. And I have a caller who pointed out something incredible. You know, we played this, and this it's funny because this audio is like standing up still. Remember a couple mm-hmm. days ago we played the the teacher, the fourth grade teacher, um, Chris Coleman, who after the woman, um, Amber Levine, spoke and cried. That might have been yesterday. Yeah, okay. It might have been yesterday. After she spoke and cried about mm-hmm. somebody giving her daughter a, a, a chest binder, something meant to like uh, flatten her chest uh, you know on the on the journey to uh, to you know changing her physiology um, well after she spoke this guy Chris Coleman this really bleep eating uh, weasley little worm spoke he trashed her and said all sorts of stuff he stepped right a- right a- a- across I mean he stepped away from what she said he never addressed the of core not. crime of course of course not, because the stuff that actually happens is indefensible. So they have to stick to some other like imaginary right. world where like the mean abusive parent is like they call it like conversion therapy. If you for some reason don't want your kid to have a chest binder. Right. And they, like it's it's kind of such a shocking tabloid thing that at the time I never thought about it. But what is that kind of apparatus doing in a school and how many of them are there and is it is it are they in a closet somewhere it's remarkable well right i, I mean, mean but once they started giving out condoms i don't know where I, why they yeah, but chest i binders. mean that's one thing that's you know i mean people are going to fornicate not that you should facilitate it i understand that but still a chest binder and also what 26 year old guy has his business being the breasts of a 13-year-old girl. Of course. How, how, of aren't, course. how aren't the police involved here? Of course. You can't get your students' underwear normally, and that's what a chest binder is. It's a form of underwear. So, like, if you wouldn't buy your uh, not-trans student underwear, then don't buy it for your trans student. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's the same line. There's no, like... It's not like a denial of rights to trans kids. Teachers also shouldn't be buying the other kids' underwear either. This is the same rule for everybody. It should be equally applied. I don't understand what the mental block is with some of these teachers. Well, okay. And another thing, the caller of mine picked up. I want to play this for you. This Mm -hmm. is him once again. Listen to what he says. Now, I remember this got your attention. You kind of looked at me askance when you heard this. But there's something else to pick up on. Chris Coleman, please identify your kind of residence. Uh, hi, my name is Chris Cole. I'm a fourth grade teacher here at GSB, and I live in Noblesville. So I bet if you went around our school and asked every single employee, not just teachers, but their most important priority for all the students is, after some thought, they would say the same thing. It's not math, it's not science, or spelling, or reading, writing, social studies, or any of that stuff. Our number one priority when walking into this building every morning is the safety of our students. Why? Well, if you're a teacher, you already know, but quite simply, children can't... It's not social studies, it's not science, it's not math, it's not whatever. It's the safety of our students. And that and that caught you, obviously, and that caught me and we looked at each mm-hmm. other yesterday. But if it's not teaching math, science, social studies, or history, then 
why do they call them teachers? Right. These are safety wards. These are <laughs> resident um, assistants. I mean, these are, it, they're, by definition, they are teachers, right? Or, In theory, that's what it used to be. Well, yeah, but we want to teach the entire child. And when we say that, mostly her 13-year-old breasts. It's like, <laughs> there should, there's no, where's the line of demarcation that, where you're allowed, no wonder this mother was so upset. I can't imagine that there's a father involved. I assume there's not because in our family it's different. But if some 26-year-old was talking to our daughter and, and fitting her for a chest binder, obviously I would um, I would consider violence against that thing doing that to her. I would consider mm-hmm. that on the table absolutely. Uh, it's certainly threats. Certainly up in his face. Certainly follow him somewhere, get out of the car and say, listen, mother bleeper, this is this is it. The last time you and I have a discussion where it's peaceful, the next time I see you, this is going to... I would absolutely threaten him. Yeah, absolutely. but they've decided to put the full force of the state behind this ideology, this gender ideology. So not only can you then get in trouble for like threatening a school official and all that stuff, but they'll probably put social services on you and investigate your kid for you not affirming your trans child and all that stuff and probably take your kid i mean like in a state like massachusetts absolutely so you know they've already done it they've already sent the um talking to steve today they've already sent the social services to to the family's house exactly because they dared to complain that an adult teacher was buying their child undergarments right I mean, that's some sick stuff. And honestly, that family should probably skip the state. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I know that sounds nuts, but like you need it. Once they send social services after you with this trans stuff, if you don't want it happening to your kid, you have to get out of Dodge. Like, I'm sorry, you just do to a state with laws that are more favorable to parents and not that it can't happen anywhere. But some states with the trans stuff are way, way, way more dangerous than others. Um, I, we read a piece on this podcast a few years ago. I want to say, was it, was it Barry Weiss's blog? I don't think it was somehow. Uh, I don't remember whose it was, but it was somebody's uh, piece about, about this, about the laws and, and like them literally taking kids from parents over this stuff and like putting them in homeless shelters, like not better places, but like, you know, where they could get hormones and chest binders and all this stuff and they would be affirmed, quote unquote, because their families are so abusive, you know, and these are like, middle class affluent homes where the kids have whatever they want and the parent just doesn't want them you know deciding to change their gender medically and that's like what's considered abuse and neglect and all this stuff and they're taking the kid and putting them in a homeless shelter with a bunch of like drug addicts and crazy people and who knows what else right like it's absolutely out of control and like honestly i mean once if it ever came to a point in my life where the state sent child protective services after me over a trans thing, I would move out of the state. Like, I don't oh yeah, even... I mean, haven't we heard people who got that counsel who said it's time to? Move yeah, out or, 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 yeah, if, if that's it's... what the smart people do is because the, right. the child protective services is a state level thing, so they can't come for you if you're not a resident of the state anymore, and that's the end of it, and that's like the only way. Yeah, Morgan says the guy was in Washington or Oregon. I, that's what I remember, too. And he, he sat right there in the doctor's office and was like, yeah, totally. We're definitely going to affirm our kid's gender. And then they packed up their stuff and moved out of the state. That's right. it. That's it. it. And I mean, like, that's the smart thing to do. 
that uh, honestly in that situation because the state is going to either transition your child or take them from you those are the uh, those are the other three options those are the th- total three options right like you leave the state they trans your kid or they take your kid and put them in a homeless shelter or a foster home like, that's it those are your only choices so, so like me choose your fighter i guess you know like that's it so when i was um when i went and got a job as a concierge at a hotel. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, it was me and one other guy to start. And then he hired some more people. And some of the first two people we hired were um, men in their 50s who had come from teaching. Yeah. Um, teaching jobs. And one of the, the main reason that they got out of teaching, and I, I'm... Without naming names, I'm going to say that I think it's fair to say that both of these men were in the LGBT community. They weren't in the; they were in the G community back then. You didn't have okay. all the other stuff, and they were from the generation that saw a lot of their friends uh, killed from AIDS, and when this was uh, illegal, etc. And so, you know, they had had a different, real experience than. And I don't even know that might not even be relevant to the story whatsoever, but so. But they were, they got out of teaching and wanted to become concierges mm-hmm. because at that time, the parents were a pain. The moms would call up and go to the meetings and say, we want this. We want that. We want to make sure my daughter deserves a better grade. And they had seen kids through the decades become less disciplined, less focused and bigger a-holes than ever. Uh, the they, they, uh, the students, the schools lost the ability to punish the kids. The, student, the parents would always appeal, and the administration would side with the parents, and they'd be put, yep. and they felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if if part of this is that class of people has now in and they're in leadership, maybe on the board of education, maybe in uh, principals, maybe mm-hmm. superintendents. Is it could it be that that class of people is now in higher leadership and they're still just they're still just burnt out by dealing with parents and dealing with stuff in 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 the sense that they're they've got almost like parent PTSD. I wonder if that plays into this at all. I know that I think the, the parents are part of it. I think the administration is. Part no, I know. Of but it too. I'm not saying but I'm saying talking about the parents from way back then. I mean, maybe now, right. too, but way back then. Now, what I hear from teachers is parents not caring <laughs> but but, but yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it, maybe they were so burnt by overzealous parents uh you know who maybe in the 80s felt guilty about being divorced who just were oh unbearable and not believing them that their kids were jerks and you know because most parents maybe the parents felt guilty about being divorced who knows what it was but i wonder if some of these feelings are holdovers from that some of it we know are is just is all in fanaticism we know the ones with um, you know nose rings and purple hair. They are true believers. That's not what that is. But I wonder if right. one of the reasons that you don't get some flexibility with some of the principles is that they're still just lifelong jaded and miserable. And if you've ever been arraigned in court, Alice, and I know that you probably haven't, can you tell Sally to let the dog out? I can't. Sally's not here. Oh, is, the boys are in the kitchen, so I can't really. They won't hear. Do they me. have screens. If they can't. No, they just have the TV. No. Oh. Um, so if they and don't they're going to let the dog her, bark, even though the dog's right next to them, of course. 
Yeah, I can't. And if they don't hear the dog and figure out what the next steps are, I don't really know what else. I they can don't do hear it. the dog. All they hear is the the, the sound. Okay. The well, would you like a, me to get up and go let the dog out? If the dog was simulated in Roblox, they would hear the dog. They don't hear the real dog. Would you like me to go let the dog out? Well, I don't know. You can make the judgment call about the dog who needs to go to the bathroom, Alice. I'm gonna. Okay. Well, me... I was kind of hoping the kids would figure it out, but I guess they're not going to. But... Okay. I'll fill. Yeah, so the dog is whining right now. This is the the thing about having kids. You guys know. You guys know. It's like the dog could freak. It doesn't matter. Could all day long be. T- the dog could write on a little tiny uh, chalk tablet. I have to go to the bathroom. Please let me out. And the kids are just. They don't care. They're simply just watching whatever they're watching. They're only. That's our failure of parenthood. And also, we neglect them because we're doing a podcast right now. But. But um, but yeah, they're they're all about screens, and if not screens, they, well, actually, they're on another screen. They're watching the TV now. So exactly, things are so bad with the screen time recently that, like, having them just watch TV to us isn't screen time. That's like getting out in nature. It's it's not. It's, this is not a great pat a patch for us. Uh, but I mean, it's not terrible. We don't beat them, and uh, you know, they're all fed and. Uh, you know, they've got access to water and, to, you know, all the things that, uh, you know, most the dog has. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that is uh, that is our problem. It's not your problem. It's our problem. That's just it. Pepper the doggy. Let me see. I think I've got this up here somewhere. So if there are any messages, I can get them. Adam and Drew were reminiscing about when the name Bruce was a round way of calling somebody. <laughs> Who's Adam and Drew? Do I know them? Who let the dog out? Sorry, Tommy. Yeah, that is that is uh, terrible, pathetic. Um, Adam and Drew were reminiscing. Who's Adam and Drew? Uh, about when the name Bruce was a round way about calling somebody a gay person. It, well, there used to be like a, this thing that um, that um, that yes, there'd be a hairdresser named Bruce, and it was said with a lisp or something. I don't know. There was a old uh, '80s meme. Morgan says, once they get older, you just keep them busy with sports. We have, uh, they're busy with some other stuff on the weekends and nights sometimes, but uh, not all of them. Adam and Dr. Drew. Oh, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. I got to listen to those guys. I haven't, I, I like, uh, I love Carolla. I used to uh, listen to his show, his radio show, um, but it's been a while. There's no uh, there's no doubt. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, I don't know if um, please, if you have time. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to mention is that um, the bar stool slash pen gaming, uh, like hearing in front of the Massachusetts Gaming Commission. Oh, and was we remember today. we promised two things yesterday. Okay, so this was one of them. And okay, then, it is. Okay, are you snapping at me? No, but I wanted to get to the things okay. we promised. But I don't remember what the other one was. Do you? No. Do you guys remember what the, there were two things? Do you guys I remember asked, what the other one was? Yeah. Was it Portnoy? That was this. Okay, then it was something else. What was the other thing? You guys remember? Dang it. Ugh. I don't know. I thought maybe it was the main teacher thing, but I think we did part of that yesterday, so I don't remember what you said the other thing was going to be. Anyway, um, so there was this like article about um, Portnoy in the Boston Globe um, three days ago, which of course uh, was because the not not an article, an editorial, which is of course because the Mass Gaming Commission was um, deciding whether or not to approve their gaming licenses today, and they decided, and of course. 
the Boston Globe editorial was not flattering to um to Portnoy. Right. And without any substance there, right? Barstool fails sports betting suitability test, says editorial. The founder of Barstool, Incredible. Dave Portnoy, built the brand on the raunch juvenile behavior and misogynist and racist rhetoric. Yeah, it sounds like somebody who really spent a lot of time listening and watching Barstool, right? Yeah. Just like uh, um, who's the editorial page director who's, who uh, went, at, went to war against, uh, against uh, Minahan. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right. So this article isn't, or this editorial isn't, you know, about any particular news. It's just saying, hey, Mass Gaming Commission, you shouldn't approve Penn's license for gambling because we don't like Dave Portnoy. Right. That's that's the whole point of it. That's the only thing it's here for is it's going after the elected officials to not approve a gambling license for this group of people that they don't like. Before issuing any sports betting license, state law requires the Massachusetts Gaming Commission to scrutinize each applicant for suitability. That's a test, among other things, of character, integrity, and reputation. It's hard to see how Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy, who has partnered up with Penn Entertainment, the parent company of Plain Ridge Park Casino, passes such a test. And Portnoy's suitability problem spills over into Penn Entertainment, which currently owns a 36% share of Barstool Sports and plans to take 100% ownership in 2023. Um, the Barstool brand that Portnoy built and personifies is raunchy, juvenile, and aimed at young men, who also happen to be attracted to sports betting. But Portnoy's highly lucrative high school locker room business model is just a piece of his brand. He's also been called out repeatedly for racist and misogynistic rhetoric, most recently by the New York Times. So see how they do this? They just launder their same right. stuff. They link back. Everyone's like, the New York Times article doesn't matter. But then the Boston Globe editorial links back to the New York Times article like it matters. And they all just rehash the same six nothing things. But they do it in a way because they each have respectability and there's this like garbage thing that happens where they like repeat the garbage enough times and they launder it through enough like high, high reputation, um, high reputation like news outlets. Yes. And then it and then they like make it real just by wish casting. And that's what they do. And then they can write an editorial like this that's aimed directly at the government officials that are going to make or break this company. Exactly. And it could be something like Dave Portnoy years ago 
Out of many examples, consider these two. Portnoy is known to unapologetically drop the N-word, present tense, as a joke. (laughs) He read a rap. uh, He's known to unapologetically drop the N-word as a joke. He does that all the time, according to the Boston Globe editorial board. That's what he's known for. Unapologetically. And his idea of humor once involved the thought that while he does not condone rape, if you're a size six and wearing skinny jeans, you kind of deserve to be raped, right? Read that sentence again. Well, he does not condone rape. No, start at the, and then, be, at the a quote, his idea of humor once involved the thought that while he does not condone so rape. It once involved the thought. that So that's a lot of wiggle room there. You're doing a lot of connecting there. It once involved the thought. <laughs> right. His idea of humor once involved the thought that while he does not condone rape, if you're a size six and you're wearing skinny jeans, you kind of deserve to be raped, right? Pornoy called the Times story a hit piece designed to prevent send him as a scumbag. He's also known to attack critics by revealing personal information, doxing them, and he's threatened to fire workers who wanted to unionize. Do you remember that incident? Yeah. Also, a joke that he also paid for. As the Times reported, Portnoy filed to ba- for bankruptcy due to gambling debt at age 26, yet he enjoys goading young people into betting, um, et cetera. They had a whole, um, they had a fine in Ohio because an event didn't prevent underage bettors from being there when they were talking right. about betting or something. Uh, uh, Penn Entertainment deserves to make its case, but it's a tough sell. Since by choice and investment, it is inextricably bound up with the Portnoy brand. Uh, The first chairman of the Mass Gaming Commission said he personally finds it very hard to imagine Barstool and Portnoy would be suitable in Massachusetts. He said at a minimum, there should be a detailed investigation of his financial dealings, professional behavior toward women and any misogynist or racist language behavior or intimations. And he should be heard of in person to account for all that he has said and done. This is going to be trouble who else has this standard who else has this standard well i don't know if we just go by the standard the owners of the boston globe have a problematic history with racism being at the stadium a couple of times at fenway park uh, there were racist things hurled at players uh, black players we've heard that um that there were witnesses the globe themselves told us that it definitely happened. So racism is hot and heavy at Fenway mm-hmm. Park. There's also fan duel uh, promos all over Fenway Park and DraftKings, whatever it is. And uh, Fenway Park has had a trouble with some clubhouse staff uh, having some sexual misconduct as well. So uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where the where the so the Boston is Globe says with their very heavily linked article that links to all the other articles that also don't say anything of import, but they all you know pile onto each other, and now all of a sudden you have tons of articles explaining why Porno is such a bad guy, right? And then you get to the end, and they go, they say that it's a slippery slope, and it's up to the Gaming Commission to stop that slide. See, so then the hearing thing was today. And they did approve. So there's like two separate licenses that they have to do. One is the um, retail sports betting, which is like for at the casino is my understanding. And I'm not a gambling person. So 
I could be getting stuff wrong, but but my understanding is there's a retail sports betting license, which is for at the casino, and then there's also um, a Category 3 online sports betting license that's for the sports betting online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. So basically at this meeting, Penn Entertainment argued Barstool is a marketing partner. They're not running the casino. Mm-hmm. Portnoy is not in charge of like the gambling operations. This is a marketing thing only. And it seems weird that like a marketing partner would be subjected to this level of scrutiny. Nobody else does it. But the Mass Gaming Commission had a lot of concerns. So they approved the retail sports betting license for the Plain Ridge Park Casino, but only temporarily and dependent on several conditions. The commissioners agreed that Barstool Sports... So this is the marketing partner of Penn Entertainment. We'll have to fully cooperate with a thorough background and suitability investigation from the Massachusetts Investigation and Enforcement Bureau when it is acquired by Penn Entertainment in February. Additionally, the media company will have to limit audience members for all future Barstool Sports College football shows to those who are 21 years of age or older as part of the approval. Um, So... Basically, they're saying that they're going to have to like watch what they say from now on. Due to the partnership between Penn and Barstool, O'Brien, that's the commissioner, Commissioner Eileen O'Brien, called for the IEB to consider Barstool Sports as a qualifying entity. So they're saying Barstool Sports has to be considered the same as Penn Entertainment. They have to pass all the same checks and everything. Um Other members were wary of declaring Barstool Sports a qualifying entity, and the commissioner Jordan Maynard did not support the decision to view Barstool Sports as a qualifying entity, expressing his discomfort that no other operating partner for any other applicant had been qualified as such. Uh, But as a part of the compromise, O'Brien said she was comfortable with Barstool Sports undergoing a suitability investigation by the IEB in February after Penn acquires the company. Snowden agreed to the condition with assurances, that's the Penn guy, Jay Snowden, agreed to the condition with assurances that the temporary license approval will not stop Penn Entertainment's from launching sports retail betting in February or online sports betting in March if the conditions are met. Uh, They were also supposed to consider the online sports betting license, but that's put on hold until January 3 because they took so long going through everything Dave Portnoy's ever said and done. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So they didn't have time to get to that one. But then you look at like the CBS News story about the thing. This is how it starts. This is about approving the Penn license. Boston is the byline, a degenerate gambler. That's how Barstool sports creator Dave Portnoy describes himself. Barstool has become a popular and controversial player in the world of sports gambling. Yeah, I mean, if you say it enough times, it becomes controversial, I guess. And its founder's rhetoric on betting took center stage at a mass gaming commission hearing on whether or not to allow a Barstool-themed sports book to open at the Plain Ridge Park Casino. According to a recent New York Times article, etc., etc., <laughs> this report and other negative publicity about Portnoy has left some members of the commission wondering if it yeah, renders be- Penn some, National some unsuitable to hold a sports some, betting license. Some wacko from Business Insider or whatever writes this uh, lazy piece, half of which gets blown out of the water. Some other members of media have known, God, please. That said, it, all that matters is... How much will Maura Healy want to make this a project of Yeah, course? Commissioner Jordan Maynard seemed to sum up, sum up the skepticism. I do feel that you are the company you keep. In the end, the commission voted unanimously to approve a temporary license, but insisted on a deeper investigation of Barstool's practices before making it permanent. 
putting the onus on Portnoy to watch his step going forward. We'd like to call to the stand a Rico Bosco. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine, but then like, but how can Barstool at that point remain a content creation company? The state would like to call Frank the Tank to the stand. (laughs) Mr. Tank, do you solemnly swear? (laughs) I mean... Porno, you're going to have to watch your step. Try not to get any other articles written about you by people with an axe to grind, I guess. I mean, it's, you, you know, there's part of this culturally, especially with the people from the Globe and some people who used to work at the Herald. Part of this yeah. culturally is in for like a, the for millennials, maybe it's Girls Gone Wild. It's mm-hmm. the, this total jealousy, envy, hatred of the lifestyle and the kind of girls who hang around or who hung around with the, in the bar stool kind of uh, umbrella. Right. Hot so co-eds, not real smart, but didn't have to be. And, you know, you, you had, to, you know, you, you had uh, women's gender studies majors who were, who were miserable with nose rings and in short uh, whiffles who hated them and all that fun happening in that place. How dare they? The fun party place where everybody looks good and is having a ball and there's no fallout. Well, they've found a way to put a damper on it. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the only possibility is, and you'd think Maura Healy, Maura Healy does have a tiny dude DNA. She is a jock. She does technically like women. Um... There is, she is, does have kind of st- sharp elbow. I just say this from my own interactions in, at Herald, at the Herald with her. She's not afraid to F around with guys, like with me. She was never afraid to F around and come up to me and, and just be jocular. Yeah, but none of this. But it matters if, if none if, if of they, this stuff is really about Barstool Sports well, being funny. It's about Barstool Sports being a wild card and not towing the line and being a place where people can say other stuff. Like, there's a reason why that's the place that Kirk Minahan ended up, right? Well, yeah. Well, when yeah. other people went after him yeah. and all this stuff. Like, and that's like, it's been a while since he went there, obviously. But you don't think like, if this gambling license thing were happening closer on the heels of like Kirk Minahan joining Barstool Sports, that that would be like a talking point too. Like Kirk Minahan, who had to leave Boston Radio due to his dangerous rhetoric on X Y Z, right? Oh, totally, totally. But the problem is, if if they decide to, how's my does this look like I have muscle? Or no? Yeah, you do. You look very muscular. You can keep going. No, seriously. Going. I've never I don't seen know, this. honey. Okay. Okay, uh, but but you know, Penn National can run casinos all at once. The people who go to Barstool predominantly go for there for the content. That's Portnoy. It's not all just pizzas, but it's a bleep load of content. Everything they do is content and drama in that building. Well, yeah, and I mean they're. A- <sighs> They're a huge brand. That's what people go there for is like the podcasts and like the YouTube shows and all that stuff. And I mean, like it it's a huge brand with a huge age range from like Gen Xers like you, like more like Portnoy's age right down all the way to like 
I mean, people who are in their early 20s listen to some of the Barstool stuff. Not the same shows, I don't think. But I mean, like, there's a huge cross-section of male audience there and female audience, but predominantly male. But it it's, it's an enormously powerful marketing thing. And... And that's why, I mean, like, that's why High Noons are, like, such a popular brand. And I hear, I like, when I look at liquor industry chatter, I see people talking about how High Noons are, like, outpacing all these other, like, seltzer <laughs> light things. And I do think that's a huge part of it. I think that um, they're, like, a marketing powerhouse. But I think that, you know, I think that they got a reputation of being edgy and i think that they have traded that for sort of this like mainstream cred that you can't really get back from and i yes, think they'll continue right they'll now, continue yeah. to be hugely popular and a huge marketing powerhouse and all this stuff but they'll never again quite be what they were which is which is a point right and I mean, like that that's it, they're making it clear that all these articles from CBS and the Boston Globe and the New York Times and Business Insider, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they're all making it totally clear, like, what do you need to do to be able to make your money in as like a serious contender in a serious field that we're gonna regulate? You need to I mean, like, do you think Pornoy is gonna be on Tucker Carlson? While they're waiting for this temporary license thing to happen, uh, yes, I do. I, I I don't know, and I don't know the guy Jay, whatever his name is. I don't know him and or anything about him, but I I don't think they want them to stop being barstool. I think that they're hoping that these their lawyers can meet with regulators, etc., and charm them. I mean, I think that they're not gonna just squander the brand, the barstool brand. Barstool is corporate feral you know so they're still feral cats but they've got a, a glossy um corporate um sheen to them now but you got to know and as a matter of fact for that reason i think that like all these stories about portnoy with these road uh, with these um groupies kind of helps because they're not doing that there's no like What's the finest ass of the week from Boston University? That doesn't happen. I don't think that happens right. anymore in Boston. Maybe it does. I just remember when it was the magazine, you know, and they, they were well, always. Well, right, but you remember there was that whole thing about like Portnoy want, not wanting strippers in the office. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But so that maybe it's good that these other like whispers of the bad boy are still out there. Maybe they need. I Although I don't know if 22 year olds still like to get laid. So I don't know if that's a thing anymore. So. But, no, they like to complain that it's problematic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's all. It's. I think it's kind of up to Maura Healy, right? Well, it's, it's up to the Mass Gaming Commission. But it's yeah, interesting that they're they're not sure that he that they should be Penn should be part of this thing um, because Dave um, likes to gamble and has been a boorish kind of uh, a philandering dude <clears throat> at the same time through an era uh, so sorry through a spirit of equity they're looking for ex-cons to give pot shops to right of course right to sell their state sponsored drugs yeah obviously dave doesn't sell drugs as far as i know the state does yeah i don't think so and their ex-cons do yeah so, should we do the chat chat? Sure, I haven't had a chance to even 
Fire this baby up, Alice. Should we do the chat chat? I want to check and make sure yes. your kids actually let the dog in. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. <coughs> okay, I'm going to have to do all my sign-ins for this, of course. Sign in, okay. Seems odd. I still think there has to be if a anybody setting. knows why I have to sign into everything every time I start my um, MacBook Air from 2013, please let me know. Hold on. I got to do the password. It must be some kind of setting. I'm just saying. Mac people. Everyone's all big on defending the Macs when I said Macs suck. And you guys, nobody has any answers for why Tom can't even get his Mac to stay signed into things. Let him know. Because I'm not a Mac person, so I don't know stuff like that. But my computer stays signed in if you Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. So I had more uh, Rushmore talk with uh, my buddy. Mm -hmm. And then I jokingly uh, uh, said... um, what is your Mount Rushmore of ethnicities? And he thought Uh-oh. I was serious for about a minute. <laughs> oh, you can't win. Yeah, on that, that feels. There's no winning. No winning on that. Well, I mean, so yeah, I'm with you, Justin. Let's well, not do a Mount but, Rushmore of ethnicities. Well, like, as in which one's superior or which one's the most beautiful? Let's just stay away from ranking ethnicities. How about that? Okay, but there are some. Different people look di- beautiful. Ethiopians are really beautiful. Have you seen Ethiopians? They're beautiful. It's true. Some Dominicans are beautiful. Some Italians are beautiful. I've stayed south of Europe so far, Alice. I think I'm... <laughs> or, or at least... <laughs> Wait, in the UK. Italians are south of Europe, south honey? of the UK, okay? I, okay? <laughs> but I do Nothing. think that there's... I mean, it, the, that... Um, Nothing that touches the Mediterranean is Europe as well, far as you're does concerned. Does Ethiopia touch the Mediterranean? No, I'm saying, but you don't count things as Europe that touch the Mediterranean. Right, right, right. I mean, I think... See, Tom's already got himself in trouble. No, He's kicked not, the not, Italians out of Europe. I'm sorry about that. There are, there are ethnicities that, are, that, that, that I've seen that are just beautiful. And it just so happens that in my, in my late teens and early 20s, when I had a job at a hotel, the women at this parking garage were Ethiopians. And... They were just gorgeous. They were perfect. They were they they were perfect. They were what like what Northern Europeans want to look like. They they were perfect. And I think there's I think every every ethnicity has beautiful people regardless. But I don't I don't think it's a freaking hate crime to talk about it. You know, it's let me tell you what it ain't. It's not the English. Okay. <laughs> okay. Puss, Alice, wimp. I don't see ethnicities. <laughs> so, uh... Hold on, Justin. Let me get to this one first. The patent has finally been established. Oh. Tom doesn't want to wait to pay a bot tab, so he ditches on it. He feels he's waiting too long to be shown some equipment, so he's thinking of stealing it from Gatasa. <laughs> and then lastly, Accurate. the biggest theft, he steals Alice away from her parents. Ooh. <laughs> Vicious. Although, Alice, is there something you want to say about your status when we got together? No. Alice? No. Mm-hmm. I'll get it out of her, guys. Don't worry, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's just say she was married. That's not true. Okay, maybe that's not true. <laughs> okay, thank you. 
So uh, I have a title for uh, a wrap-up show to the Burn Barrel. It's called um, Bottom of the Barrel. Ooh. And um, Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce, obviously. Wonderful product. Um, that it would delve into, uh, you know, what happened on the show. Also, maybe delve into my own certain kind of madness. Very interesting. Alice, can we make channels? Can we do wrap-up shows? Um like on our youtube channel i don't know i don't know i'll think about it where'd you go thomas oh are you getting your chelsea fire wicked hot sauce i bet that's where he went um but yeah i don't know i guess we could do wrap-up shows i mean you definitely can i i don't know how that works with like, like having creators on the youtube channel and stuff like that were you getting your hot sauce i was trying to figure out where you went Yes, I am. Not just any hot sauce, Alice. It's my Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline hot oh, okay. sauce. Okay. Okay. Matter of fact, it's made of all natural stuff. It's wonderful. Shake it up. Shake it up. There's no, there's no xanthan gum in this or plutonium. It's the best thing in the world. Tomorrow morning, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to break the rules for Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I'm going to go, Alice. Don't this, break the rules. This room is right down. It's like 20 feet away from the from the buffet. I'm going to go over. To- How come you always have to lean different directions out of oh, the screen? So I'm going to go to the buffet. No, no. Stay where okay. you are. I just moved it back. Doesn't to matter. Where Doesn't matter. It. I'm going to go to the buffet. Well, you weren't on screen. I'm going to go to the buffet. Okay. I'm going to grab scrambled eggs. I'm going to put them in a bowl. I'm going to okay. grab three, nay, four sausages. I'll put those in a bowl. These are sausages I'm not supposed to be eating. I will then empty half of this into that bowl, and I will rock and roll like nobody's business. And I'll be such an, an ecstasy. It's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Then I'll go to Wicked Money next week and they will yell. Okay. Um, okay. One more. By the way, Alice, you should know. You probably don't know this. That um, some of the proceeds go to. 5%. Yes. National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's firehero.org. Yeah. I know. Market Basket, Big Y. I think. Uh, okay. I'm going to swear. What the f? Was that impression that Tom was trying to do last night on Burn Barrel? What? It was definitely not an impression of a New Yorker. It sounded more like somebody was having their head squeezed in a vice, <laughs> and they thought that would be an impression. Oh, but yeah. No. Good God, I don't know. That was, Tim, that, that's both BS. That was, indeed, that's every New York dinkhead I had who wanted tickets. Say, yeah, we're from this city. Yeah, we want to see the game. <laughs> want to see the game. Yeah, Jita, Knoblock, all of the whatever. And it, yes, this was every New York jerk who tipped big, actually, and they were awesome. Thank God for them. Who we, um, yes, that was, I have, my relatives are from Rockville Center, Nuevo, Jerk. And so uh, I resent. That was a dead-on thing. Coffee, all right? I get it. My mother actually still had a kind of a Brooklyn-y accent. Um, she used to say, yes, like they say in New York. Never stopped. Never stopped. Not, uh, you you know, Alice, feel free to jump in any time. I'm in a, a street fight with a guy from Canada. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I don't a, know. Man. I think all your impressions are dead on and very Correct. funny, sweetie. Timmy, you want to see my Al Bundy? Noopy. <laughs> I, I used to be better. Uh, hold on. Noopy. It used to be better. <laughs> Believe me. I haven't done it. I was... I used to, I had it down in 91, 92, 93, and then I hung around with a bunch of girls, and they said, that's disgusting, just don't ever do that, and I said, okay, and then I, I've tabled it for 30 years. Um, 
Okay. So, oh, hold on. I have spoken. <laughs> so it is written. <laughs> so it shall be done. That was. <laughs> what was something oh. funny else? <laughs> okay. I'm going to. Okay. It's fine. You know what? Go somewhere. I'm, I'm You're gonna, super talented, honey. I love you. you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna walk out here and go to the main strip in Avon, Connecticut, and you know what? Find a hooker. That's what, I, what, what I'm feeling about. You know, she's gonna wear your Santa Claus, uh, Mrs. Claus outfit, Ellen. Good, good. Enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. Um, you oh. can join the live stream. Uh, on the live streams work you can join those by joining the patreon.com slash burn barrel there's also extra content there each week you can of course also watch is this part of the show necessary should we trim this part do we really need your diatribe on what they can and can't do and why am I red I'm an oompa loompa (laughs) why am I an oompa loompa I don't know bad lighting Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi this is Paige from giggly squad and i want to talk to you about splash refresher and my water intake okay so you guys obviously know that i'm a hydrated girly but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like i need something to spice it up that's why i love splash refresher It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.